E-S-N-Y. Episode of the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast, an elite sports NY production, recording on the evening of April 19th. It's a Monday, a little past 8 p.m., rolling as always with my co-host Chip Murphy. Chip, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Um, first pod of the week. And uh, I, we are very excited to introduce this topic tonight. Uh, we do not have a guest, so all of you lovely listeners will have to deal with your two favorite co-hosts just jawing at each other um, for an hour, which I'm sure you will enjoy. And uh, in order to introduce this topic, um, I'm going to give a little bit of a background story. I'm not going to make it too long and, and bore you guys to death, but Uh, My guy Chip came to me with a really, really awesome idea, and we were talking a little bit briefly about the Super League controversy going on across the the pond over in uh, England and and other parts of Europe, and Chip was like, listen, like, why don't we put together our own Super League? If the NBA did that, what teams would be involved? And I was like, that's a dope-ass idea. Um, So that's what we're going to do tonight. For anyone that doesn't know what I mean by um, when I talk about the Super League controversy, to give you the Cliff Notes version, essentially um, the richest clubs in different parts of Europe, Italy, Spain, England, maybe there's another country, maybe Germany's in there, I'm not 100% sure. Um, Their owners got together and were like, listen, the billions of dollars that we make every year off the premier leagues, the domestic leagues, the domestic cups, the European cups, it's just not enough. We gotta have more. So um, they decided to put together their own European super league in which they uh, can't get relegated. So there's really not a lot of consequences for not doing well in the league. And it's super, super elitist. Think of clubhouse times like a billion, right? Like everyone's like, oh, you got to get an invite to be in clubhouse. This is like way worse than that. (laughs) So um, it's super elitist. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of hitting back and um, not feeling great about this because, you know, they feel like it's going to eliminate a lot of the local rivalries that are kind of alive and well in each city. It's going to take away the spirit of the game. Um, and it's, it's also going to put another set of fixtures on the calendar, you know, in which a season is already kind of filled. You know, most of your domestic leagues have 30 to 35 games. There's domestic cup competitions. There's European cup competitions. So it's a lot. And um, a lot of people don't like this idea. I don't really love it either. Uh, we'll see what happens. But Uh, For the purposes of tonight's podcast, Chip and I are going to be putting together our own set of 15 teams each, so 30 teams total, of who we would include in our own um, Super League. 
Uh, Chip, would you say that that pretty much sums up what we're doing tonight? Yeah, I as a soccer as a non soccer guy, I was really interested to hear what your thoughts on it were. And you you don't like it, though, is what you're saying. I don't. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't think like the way I've seen pundits talk about it today is is like it's a disgrace. It's disgusting. I don't know if I feel like that strongly about it. I don't like it because I definitely don't love the fact that you can't get relegated. So the thing that kills me is it doesn't give any team outside of the ones that were chosen a chance to make it into the league. Right. So there's no, there's no like smaller, one of the best parts about the premier league was seeing like a really small club, like Leicester city win the league one year, which is like literally a 0.0001 chance of ever happening. And then they made the champions league too. So you're not going to have that. Um, you know, the, the opposite argument is, is, of course, well, the level of competition is going to be so high now because you have the best teams and the best clubs playing each other, which could be true. But this could also now hurt the level of competition in those other leagues. If, if teams decide to prioritize the Super League, you're going to see – like, it's funny because now you might see something that we – as Americans complain about in basketball, oh, resting players, resting players. Like the Brooklyn Nets rested, who was it? Kevin Durant and Kyrie for that 76ers game, but then they played for the Timberwolves game. Like, you know, there there's going to be things that happen like that. And I think it's going to get people pissed off. So I'm, I'm not in favor of it. I don't love it. I don't hate it, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens as <laughs> a, it's going to be very, very entertaining. It's so, so uh, obnoxious, like so yeah. elitist, the it's whole thing. But it's very obnoxious. That, wow. It's, I can't believe something like that is, well, that's not true. I can believe something like that is happening, but that's why I wanted to do this topic. It just felt like such a, that's the most important thing. Felt like such a good podcast topic. To yeah. Easy, easy podcast topic. And yeah. like stuff like that. Like it means if we do so- were to do something like this, something like, I don't know, like the Detroit Pistons winning the championship, something like that may never happen. Right. So I wanted to do a topic like this. I thought it would be fun. And yeah, you said you were on board and I think it would be cool. And I, there's going to be what, 15 teams in the, the soccer, the super league that they're doing. And so we decided we were going to, basically eliminate half of the NBA for our hypothetical super league. Uh, and with that said, uh, that's, that's where we're going to start off. So uh, Chip and I were talking before we start, started recording. We're very interested. We, none of us know each other's lists right now. And we think that we're going to be on board with about eight out of 15 teams. It's going to be really interesting to see where we differ. Um, I'm going to start us off here and I'm going to go with 15. And I told Chip before we started that there was going to be one team that there's not a shot in hell that I think he'll have on his list. And this is the team. So at number 15, I have, and I think this is going to blow Chip's mind. I have the Charlotte Hornets here at, at number 15. And the reason I have the Charlotte Hornets, when I was developing my list, I was like, you know what? You've got to have the big name teams. You've got to have the big market teams. You've also got to have teams that are doing well. But one thing that I wanted to be fairly consistent about was I want star power. I want, if I'm going to be elitist, I'm going to be, I'm going to 
drive all the way into elitist country. I want LaMelo Ball. Um, I want whatever high draft picks they're going to have in the future. And you know who I also really like? I'm not saying he's a star. I think James Brago is a hell of a coach. I think that dude is, is awesome. And I think the Charlotte Hornets are actually going to be a decent team for the next three to four, five years, unless LaMelo decides, fuck it, I'm out of Dodge. But I want, I, I want, and as a, as a Devante Graham fan, you should love this pick. Um, but uh, I, I like, I love PJ Washington. I like what they got going on down there. Even as a Knicks fan, there's a part of me, I'm not going to lie, that actually kind of likes the Charlotte Hornets future, maybe even more than ours a little bit. Um, but I'm going with the Hornets at 15. You're leaving out a very important name that makes the Charlotte Hornets so appealing to a super league. And that's Terry Rozier. Oh yes, yes, yes. Of course. He is, he is instant entertainment. He's box office. Terry Rozier. That's right. Yeah. He would be so much fun in a super league. Rozier and Devante and Lomelo, of course, but Rozier would be great for that. I mean, he would be perfect. And obviously I love Devante, but no, I considered the Hornets. I definitely did. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Hayward is so untrustworthy with his injury history and he's hurt again. And Rozier's contract situation. I, I definitely factored that in. You don't really know. And honestly, the deciding factor for me was you just really can't trust that front office. That's, that was my whole factor. I just wrote that off, wrote them off completely because you know, they, I, I, I get where you're coming from with, their bright future. Lamelo is really good and young and PJ Washington is young and good and they have picks. And I think Rogier is a, a burgeoning star, but I don't know. I just couldn't get past the history there with that front office and that left them out for me. And who do you have at 15? With 15, I have a team that there's, you almost certainly probably did not pick because I went back on them a couple of times and it was a respect pick. And that's the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff just tilted his head back and went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, so obviously you did not pick them. Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. It, that's probably surprising. I figured you'd be surprised. I know they're not playing great basketball right now. They didn't play great basketball last year. They're, Right now they're 27 and 28, 10th in the West as we're recording this. Uh, their future may not be super bright. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I do. I'm a big DeJounte Murray fan. I like DeJounte Murray a lot. I like I like their young guys. I like Kelvin Johnson a lot. Yeah, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. I, lo- I love Devin Vassell. We both love yeah. Devin Vassell. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to like about their young guys. And look, I love Trey Jones. I'm a Duke fan. I love Trey Jones. But it's not just about their roster. It's not just about the fact that I'm high on those guys. It's, I mean, I feel like after all the Spurs have accomplished, after all Popovich has accomplished, if there were a hypothetical Super League, they deserve to be put in there. And I would, I would want them in there. I would want Popovich in my hypothetical Super League. I, he's Pop. I would want Pop in there. And 
I do like watching some of those guys play. You know, I, uh, DeJounte Murray specifically, and now I do like Vassell. So, yeah, I want pop in my Super League. They're NBA royalty, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I think, you know, I royalty. think that's where the respect comes in. Like, even as you and I were growing up, I mean, they're good for how many years? You know, like, it's kind of, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that for sure. Um, okay, with the 14th pick of my Super League, again, keeping it with the stars here, but this is, this is all, this is not a team that is currently in the playoff picture or at least not high in the playoff picture in the Western conference. But I went with um, the team to make most of the social media rounds this morning after a tough loss to the New York Knicks. Uh, I went with the new Orleans Pelicans here. And um, this is, this is a clear cut pick for me simply because of their future. Now, I don't know if Stan Van is going to be the coach that guides them to consistent victories at some point. Um, but between Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, who honestly, um, I, 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 there was a part of me that bought into some of the BS around Zion's body when he came out and I was worried about long-term. Um, but this guy is one of the top five most amazing athletes I've ever seen in my life. And he is so fun to watch. He plays so hard. He's committed um, any super league that I'm going to create. I want the fans of that league to be able to watch Zion every, you know, other night or at least three nights a week, because that dude is unbelievable. Who knows what's going to happen with Lonzo ball um, this summer, whether he's, factors into their plans or not but uh they they have enough good young players even a guy that i really liked last year um i don't think he's playing that much this year but Nikhil alexander he's shy's cousin i think um but yeah i mean kara lewis i still am really high on i know he hasn't had a great rookie year but i do think that that kid's going to be good at some point whether it's more of an off-ball scorer or um or a lead point guard but I went with the New Orleans Pelicans at 14. Yeah, I agree with you 100% for everything you just said. Yeah, I mean, just my list is uh, a lot a lot star-based, too. And I just, like, as, as much as I don't believe in David Griffin, I, I am a big Stan Van Gundy guy, and I think he can help turn them around. And I... I'm a huge Zion fan, so I want to believe that Zion will succeed wherever he goes as much as I want him in New York. And if I have my Super League, obviously Zion's got to be in there. He's fucking Zion. He's one of the most entertaining, fun-to-watch players in the league. He's got to be in there. It doesn't matter what team. It doesn't matter if he's playing for fucking name a team. I don't care. The Oklahoma City Thunder or the Orlando Magic. If Zion, It doesn't matter the team Zion's on. He's got to be in there. He's one of the five most popular players, watchable players, whatever. Yeah. Zion's got to be in there. And what, so that was, you had them at 14 too? No, I did not. Oh, okay. No, okay. I was just, I was, I have them on my list. I I'm just I saying you. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at uh 14, I actually have, it's a similar pick to uh, the Spurs because they're, they're also not doing well right now, but they're, 
like you said, kind of not as much NBA royalty as the Spurs, the Toronto Raptors. They've been consistently good for so long. And it, it would be like disrespectful to leave them out of something like this, you know, like Masai Ujiri, Nick Nurse, Kyle Lowry. I know he may not be there uh, in the near future, but I mean, you just, when you have leadership like that at the top, you just can't be like, oh, these guys are going to suck for a long time. Right. Like they're going to figure it out and be good again. And it's the same thing as the Spurs, man. Like it's a respect thing. It's a, you just, you put them in based on their history, uh, near, recent history and long-term history. Like these guys are going to figure it out. They're going to win again. They've got talent. They're going to get, they're going to get some new player and they're going to be okay. Uh, yeah. I think you have to put the Raptors in there. I would, I, I mean, I understand the argument for not wanting to put them in there. Like when, if Lowry, if, and when Lowry goes to another team next year, mm. who knows, maybe they really fall off, you know, talent is everything, but now, I don't know. In my Super League, I'm putting the Raptors in. Well, I'll tell you who, who excites me on that team and could be a big part of their future. Man, I'm watching some of these Malachi Flynn highlights, and I'm like, Oh, Ooh. yeah. I thought you were going to say Boucher, but well, Malachi I mean, Flynn, he's, too. He's yeah, great, too. But Malachi was somebody that we both liked in the draft. And uh, I think he started out slow a little bit. But, man, um, he always does that snake pick and roll where he he kind of cuts it back and he's just so good at that um he's a really bright young player um for 13 so i have a team that is absolutely murdering in the western conference this year big part of the reason is uh swinging a trade for um the nba's best hired gun since i don't know who but um it's chris paul's phoenix suns and uh Really, you could argue that this is a little bit low for them, considering that Devin Booker is. Uh, I would argue that. I would yeah. argue that. <laughs> uh, you could definitely say that. My my, I guess my my comeback for that is, uh, I'll be really interested to see what this team looks like without Chris Paul. Um, he's still playing well, and he probably has. I don't know. What do you think, Chip? Two, two, three left in him. Two, three good seasons left. I mean, I get the argument small guards go down quick. You look at Steve Nash, but I don't know. Chris Paul is just different. Chris Paul is built different. Chris Paul, I don't know. There's something different about Chris Paul. He's special. Yeah. I, he's got at least two more years, Yeah, I think, and, of being all-star worthy. I do. His, his game is never um, predicated on athleticism. So his exactly. mind – his mind will always be all-star level, which is pretty exactly. impressive. Uh, but man, DeAndre Ayton, who's improved, you know, um, lengths, strides on defense, Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, like they they have a very very nice team. Uh, and I, I just the, the they have a great coach seen, too. Yeah, for the first yeah, time in how many sports. for the first time since D'Antoni, they have a great yeah. coach. Yeah. That's, that's very true. So, I mean, that's a team that, uh, and like the, even, even the rookie that struggled for them this year, their, their 10th pick, I think they went with Jalen Smith. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still, I'm listen, I like him. I like him long-term. I just don't know how he's going to fit there. It's almost like a Obi Toppin situation where like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they could switch places or something like that. But, um, 
I, I, I definitely want the Phoenix Suns in here for sure. Um, what about you at 13? Yeah, you you put them a little lower than I would have. You probably have this team a lot higher than I do. I put the Boston Celtics at 13. I understand why a lot of people would have them higher, and maybe it's a biased thing for me. I'm just not a big fan of the Celtics, obviously, but I'm also not really that bullish on the Celtics right now. I know they're they're hot right now, but like you watch, we were talking about this with Alex and John on Knicks, uh, Knicks Jets, et cetera, that there's something off about the Celtics right now. You watch them. Yeah. It's like, if there's, I'm not saying it's going to all blow up and Tatum's going to ask for a trade or something like that, but it, it just looks weird. Like who knows you were talking about two or three years from now, who knows what's going to be going on with that team in two or three years. You got Stevens to the, back to college rumors what the hell's going on there why is that even happening and like i don't know it's just weird this team there they were supposed to be a, a championship contender danny Ainge won't pull the trigger on anything and i realize i'm trashing them as i'm saying that they're on my list i, I just like trashing the celtics but the reason they are on my list is obviously because of jason tatum and He's just so good, and I'm a Duke fan, and I, I can't – it's impossible for me to root against Jason Tatum no matter what jersey he puts on. I just can't – I can't hate Jason Tatum, but uh, he he's incredible to watch. The, li- the list obvi- – it's the NBA. The list has to be star-based in some fashion, and some of the plays he makes, he's so clutch. He's so good, but – it's just that that team has become so ISO based. And so we're just watching him and that's kind of the issue. And that's why I have them lower because I'm not too certain about the future there. I think that's fair. And me and you also agreed on that same podcast yesterday that, you know what, Uh, as Knicks fans, we wouldn't be afraid of playing the Celtics. Like not at all. You know, um, and I, I think that factors into maybe why you have them a little bit lower here is because they don't really scare people right now. Like, it's just so crazy how the narrative changes, because I remember when they gave, you know, they they give Kemba the extension. And at the time, Hayward was still on the team. I just kept thinking to myself, like, wow, to have all of that cap room tied into Hayward, who was not playing like. Hayward when he, you know, got to the Hornets, um, Kemba, Jason Tatum. And, and at that time they had not extended uh, Brown yet. And I was like, what's really going to be the ceiling of this team? That was before last year when they played amazing. And I was, I look like an idiot. And now going forward, it's interesting how it kind of comes back because now Hayward is gone and Kemba has really, really struggled this year. And you almost get the feeling that, they're going to be trying to figure out very creative ways to get rid of him in the off season. And who knows what, what is going to happen with them? I think it's very, they're, they're such an interesting team to see what they look like, what their starting lineup looks like next year. You really, I guess they could get rid of Kemba somehow. I've given up on him. Yeah. I guess, I guess moving Kemba, they could, they could move on from Kemba and then, 
uh, the media could call Danny Ainge a genius when he dumps him for a second round pick. That's how, how did he get off Kemba's contract? Oh my God. Yeah. How, how did he do it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, they would, they would definitely do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to 12 here. Um, this team I like, and I really like their point guard. He frustrates and annoys the shit out of people. Um, but I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young here. So I, I, I really enjoy watching Trey Young a lot. I was super, super high on him coming out of the draft. I was, I would love if the Knicks maybe had some shot at maybe getting him. That was the Kevin Knox year. Um, and I just think that their future going forward, you know, even with now Onyeko Kangu playing some games after he was injured, looking pretty good. Capella looks like a really great pick and roll threat and a, and a rim protector. Bogdanovich is hitting shots. That team, ever since they fired Lloyd Pierce, has been playing really well. Their schedule has been weak. Um, it's getting, we discussed again on that same pod, I think it's going to get a little bit more difficult. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play. But to me, if you're going to have a super league, unless the Hawks were like really bad this year, Trey Young's got to be in that league. I think he's one of the league's bright young stars. Him and Luca are always going to be linked together. Um, and, uh, I, I, listen, I, I love Atlanta. I like, I like that city. I like that community. And, um, I, I, I definitely want them in, involved here too. And John Collins, even if John Collins is not going to be on this team for very much longer. Um, I, I love watching John Collins plays. And, and here's the other thing. If, if I'm rooting for John Collins, if for no other reason than the fact that I'm hoping I'm holding on to shreds of whatever hope I have that Obi Toppin can maybe become John Collins adjacent um and oh that's god i kill for that well of course but that's my model right like that's hopefully my model. even though john collins was so young when he came out of school um but he he couldn't shoot like obi could coming out of college but they had very similar issues um but also similar strengths as well so i'm just hoping to god that that can still happen but yeah i went with the the hawks at 12 yeah wow well i don't have the hawks in my league and uh I have the Pels at 12, so we can skip over that one. I'll just go right to 11. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is probably a little bit lower than you have that, this team. I have the Bucks at 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know having Giannis this low, probably a little surprising. I don't know. It, and I... I realize he just signed the the long supermax extension, whatever. I, I I don't know. They're maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just they're not like must watch TV for me. I guess like you know like some of the other teams that we're gonna talk about later are teams that I have to put. I almost I almost even put the Pels ahead of them because I'd much rather watch Zion than watch uh, Giannis, but. You know, the Bucks are just so much better, obviously, than the Pels. So it's like you have to put you almost have to put the Bucks out of the Pels there. But yeah, I, I just if there's like a Bucks game on or like a Warriors game on, 
even though the Warriors are struggling, obviously I got to watch Steph Curry over the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just the Bucks aren't must see TV, and that's part of what goes into making a a league like this. And I, it's also that the lack of postseason success, of course, factors in. If they had made a run to the NBA Finals last year, they'd definitely be higher up here for me. It's so interesting because I actually do agree with you about the Bucks being not must-see TV. It's so funny. How have they become the 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 spurs of pace and space, <laughs> right? Like, that's crazy to me that that there is an actual boring team that launches up threes and probably plays with a decent pace to them. But I feel the same way as you, man. Like, I don't, I don't get excited to watch them unless it's the playoffs. The only time I get excited to watch the Bucks is when they play the 76ers because, because Giannis and Embiid go at each other. And yeah. th- those teams don't like each other, and I like that. Outside of that, there's nothing that excites them, excites, um, is exciting to me about them. It's just not, it's not a team that I'm like, oh shit, it's a Wednesday night. Like I can't wait to watch Milwaukee, you know, and whoever. It's just, I'm, I'm not there with that. I don't know why. Um, but my 11th pick is, and you know what? I guess. People could trash me for having this team just on the list, period. I don't give a shit because it's my list. Um, I think you have this team higher than I do. But I'm going to have this team on here because they are still a global icon in sports, period. No matter how much dysfunction they've experienced in the last decade or two, they're still atop the list of Forbes, whatever, you know, whatever the the company, the organization, the team is worth. I'm going with the New York Knicks here at 11. And you know what? They're three games over 500, riding a six-game win streak. I'm just going to throw all of of the rewards and, and fucking candy at them right now. They're in the Super League because um, – People still want to watch them, whether they're whether they're bad or good, because if they're bad, ESPN is going to figure out some uh, ridiculously asinine article to write about them. That's going to get a million and one clicks because Knicks fans are that crazy. Um, And if they're good, it's also going to be because Knicks fans are that crazy that those those articles and those stories do well. Um, I like their I'm, I'm you know, I'm not over the moon about their future. I love RJ Barrett. I love his growth in year two. Despite the injury, I still, I still love Mitchell Robinson. Julius Randle to me is all NBA. Um, I do think he'll be here with us for the future. We have picks galore coming up. Um, Tom Thibodeau is, is a coach of the year candidate. To me, there's every, I have every reason to believe, every reason to believe that the Knicks will be challenging between the fifth and eighth seed in the Eastern conference playoff picture for the next three to four years. You are a Knicks fan, correct? I am. Yeah. Okay. Can you explain why you have 10 other teams that you'd rather put in your super league ahead of your favorite team, please? That's, that's fair. That's fair. So this is, this is what I'm thinking, right? Like I think there's a lot of people, again, we, there, there's, there's levels to this, right? It is our list. So at the end of the day, it's our teams, but I, I gotta, I gotta be a little bit, 
I got to try and stay on that objective edge a little bit with this team. The Knicks are still the Knicks. The teams I have ahead of them are better. And they've proven that they've been better for long enough that I, I, I have to respect them a little bit in that sense. Um, you know, but I, I still have them in there. They're going to be, they're going to be banging with, with the best of them. I, I just hope, I mean, listen, I'd be more interested to know where they're going to fall. If we did, if we did the super league the first year where they would finish, I'd be very interested. Um, I don't know, but of course I had to have them in there, but I, I have them towards the end of the pack here. Maybe, maybe, and you could call that um, just being a, a masochistic Knicks fan. I think you're overdoing it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to seem all Zach Lowy. You're, you're overdoing it. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I could have I shot for the moon. <laughs> yeah. Top five, but I don't know. Uh, where, where are we? We're number 10. That just yeah. shook me. I know. I, like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We're 11th or 11th or 10th. I'm we, sorry. Well, wait, did, but Chip, did you do, oh, you did do your 11th. I did my 11th. Yeah. over 12. So you're at 10. Yeah. Okay. I'm at 10. Uh, I have the Utah jazz at 10. Okay. Okay. Not the sexiest franchise. Of course, maybe the least sexy franchise, even though, I think they became much more popular with D Wade buying in. I think that was huge for them. Yeah, you know, makes them obviously more appealing, hopefully oh, yeah. more appealing to current players for them. Yeah. Uh, and I think just the fact that they have the best record in the NBA currently, they need to be in a super league. <laughs> they're so good right now. Like they're I was looking at them, they're 26 and three at home. Yeah. They're, Jesus, I mean, they're, I mean, I understand so much of their offense is predicated on the three point shot, but God, I, I really think people are sleeping on the jazz a little bit in terms of what they could possibly do in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. They, I know they're not going to have Donovan Mitchell for a bit, but I don't know. I think just based on the way they played this year, I think they've proven some people wrong. Yeah. They played better this year than, I think, me, including myself, people thought they could possibly play in a regular season. Yeah. And, yeah, I think just based on that, I think they have, as long as Mitchell and Gobert and Clarkson and this core with Ingles all stay together, if they are able to find even one other person to put there, I think they have a really bright future. I mean, their two best players are young. I know they're getting clowned for the Gobert contract, and it's going to be a bad one. Yeah, but now if they get one finals run out of it, who gives a shit? And like the bottom line is their two best players are young and in their prime. Yeah, and Mitchell's still coming into his prime. So I think they have a very bright future, Utah. I think that's fair. Yeah, of course. Um, they are they are a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, my my tenth pick. If if uh, if my eleventh shook you, I, I think the tenth will absolutely just just crush you. I'm I'm going full heel here. I just realized it after I made my final list. Um, as a Knicks fan, to have this team ahead of us is is sacrilege. Um, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Maybe maybe it's that Catholic guilt that I just have to. 
I have to do what, what seems right or what, what, what is, is more objective, but I'm going with the snake himself, Kristaps Porzingis and the Dallas Mavericks at number 10. The reason being that Luka Doncic for me is a top five MVP candidate, regardless of what year we play in, regardless of it's, if it's in the bubble or on the, on the, on the blacktop, um, this team with him on it will always be in a super league. Um, and you know what? They're, they're, they're not shy of controversy. If I'm going to have some teams in the super league, I want some guys that are going to get up and get into a dust up a little bit here and then Luca, Luca is, is very whiny. I, I don't think he's tough at all, but you know, he's not afraid to mix it up. He clearly is feeling himself. We, we saw Porzingis absolutely get um, clowned by Mo Harkless the other night. But, um, but this team is, is always going to be in it for whatever reason. And uh, I've got to have them in my Super League. Have to. Of course you have to have them, but what a spot to put them in. I know. Just right ahead of the Knicks. Just one spot ahead of the Knicks. Oh my God, that was Nick's for Clixie right there too. It was. It yeah. was. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. It was. Oh my God. I know. You put Porzingis right ahead of the Knicks. That I, <laughs> man, I don't even know what to say. I had, I had the Mavs at nine. Okay. I did. All right. I did have the Mavs at nine, obviously. And not because I'm looking forward to watching Porzingis for all the same things he said about Luca. He's just, fun to watch he he's incredible he's top like you said top five mvp candidate and you gotta have you gotta have one of the best players in the league in your super team and it's luca who knows what's gonna happen with him in the future you know you macri had the the mavs guy on his podcast who said and he basically said luca already seems upset playing with porzingis so yeah. i think it's all it's already possible that porzingis could get moved and we may not even need to watch Porz if we had a hypothetical Super League, wouldn't even need to watch Porzingis in Dallas with Luca. So who knows what's going to happen there? But uh, yeah, obviously Luca needs to be in your Super League. But I'm going to go on to eight because I think you probably have, or maybe you don't have this team higher, but part of the reason I have the 76ers at eight, which is maybe a little bit lower is because again, like we were talking with some other teams, maybe the future is a little murky there. You know, they've had some bad playoff luck and look, if they have another bad run, you know, and, and what does Embiid think there? Yeah. What does Simmons think there? Who knows? And, you know, it's a new coach, new GM. But right now, I mean, Joel Embiid's one of the best players in the NBA. So <laughs> he's got to be in the Super League. And you have a premier coach in Doc Rivers. So it's just one of the premier franchises in basketball. So you, they are in the top 10 franchises. You, ha you have to put them in there as, as long as they have Joel Embiid is, I think he'll finish top two. Definitely top three in the MVP ballot, but probably top two. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely have the 76ers higher for sure, but I, I understand um, the, the injury history giving, giving you some pause there. At eight, I actually have the Celtics, so I know we already talked about them a little bit. One other thing I'd add to the Celtics that makes them a little interesting to me, and it's a small footnote. It's not like a huge detail, but they used um, you know, quite a bit of that trade exception to bring on Evan Fournier. Uh, I, they still have some left. I think they have like a mil, 11 million left of that trade exception. I'm just very interested to see how they use it. Um, we, we've talked about Ainge being extremely gun shy in some situations to, to the detriment of the Celtics, but I do think that's a factor that makes them a little bit interesting in free agency in terms of how they can retool and, and maybe run this thing back. Um, but at seven, ah, let me see. I actually might do a game time. You know what? I'm going to do it seven. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the jazz here. Um, you, you talked a lot about the jazz. I, I agreed with everything you said. Did you I, just knock someone off? I, I put someone further down. I put someone further down that I was at, no, no, I'm sorry. Further up, further up okay. than I was going to do before. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the jazz there. I'm, I'm interested to see what Wade's impact is going to be like in ownership. And uh, I'm very interested to see Donovan Mitchell's future there for sure. Um, God, I mean, as I'm talking about the jazz right now, I just can't stop thinking about my horrendous Quinn Snyder might get fired take if they get bounced in the first round. Just wow. Just revoke your NBA Twitter card, Jeff Campbell, like stop talking. Um, that was, that was one of the rough ones, but the Utah jazz are an amazing team. So they are uh chip. That's seven for me, right? Yeah. That was your seventh. Yeah, so you're you're up for your seven. Okay, uh, I'm at seven now. I got the Portland Trailblazers at seven. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Brought, yeah. <laughs> what you do you not? Are you saying that because you don't have them on there? I do not have them in here. Wow! Yeah, Man, you don't have Dame Lillard in your super. Oh, he's one of my top three favorite players in the league right now. Wow. And and Carmelo Anthony, by the way, is also yeah. on the Portland Trailblazers. Very Who knows if he'll be on the team next year, but right. right. Wow. Yeah, no, that's true. No damn yeah. I mean, I thought about it, but I mean, it's Dame Lillard. You got it like stars, stars drive the league. You gotta have the stars in the league. Yeah. And Dame's gotta be in there. He's still one of the easily one of the 10 best players in the NBA, maybe even higher, maybe eight seven something like that so i think he's you gotta have him in the in the mvp discussion and he's the blazers are sixth in the west right now eight games over 500 i mean i'm not sure they pick up a pick up a playoff win this year the west is so good and i'm not sure how i feel about how much better they can get in the future so really, I'm I'm just putting them on here because they have such a fun team. They have Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, yeah, like Carmelo Anthony. Mm. I I just you know I, as long as they have as long as they have Dame on that team, and I think as long as they have Dame, they'll probably have McCollum there too. They belong in the Super League. They really do. So 
And that is, uh, that's seven for you? That was seven for me. Okay. Yeah, at seven, I went with um, what seems to be a team that uh, is, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're, they're one, they're one massive player short of what used to be a great dynasty, but I went with the Warriors here. I went with the Warriors at seven. Um, Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. Anyone who doubted him early in the year was extremely foolish. Uh, his numbers that he's been putting up in terms of his shooting efficiency are just ridiculous. Uh, I know that there's people out there that are, that are doubting James Wiseman. I saw some kind of, I, I didn't really love the quotes, Chip. I don't know if you saw Steve Kerr talking about Wiseman and they were saying, they were like, we didn't really know how raw he was. And then he kind of ended the quote with, can we get him up to speed to play with our three big stars and their timetable? So essentially what he's saying is he might have to get traded. And I, I just didn't, I didn't love that. Um, I think, I think James Wise was going to be a really damn good player, man. Like, and I actually was not high on him coming out of the draft. I bought into a lot of the people that spoke negatively about him. And they were like, well, you know, like they, we had some concerns about motor and all this, blah, blah, blah. Like James Wiseman, there's nothing he can't do on a court. And he clearly just needs time to get acclimated to the NBA game. But I still, I still think the Warriors are, are going to be a great team when Klay Thompson comes back next year. Um, obviously they're, they're all going to get older. So that, that's a, that's a question that can't be ignored, but, um, you, you, you still have to have this group of champions in this league. Um, so I, you know, maybe even a little low for them, but I, I, I definitely have them here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think they're, I think they, uh, totally uh deserve to be on there i obviously i have them higher uh i'm a huge steph guy so i have them higher but no i on the wise just quickly on the wiseman thing he it seemed like everybody was killing james wiseman like all the smart draft people were killing wiseman and edwards coming into the draft and it's like well right. maybe that draft was a little bit better than people thought yeah like because people were killing Halliburton too. Yeah. And now those guys, I mean, I know Edwards's efficiency isn't great, but he's done some things that really make you reconsider that. And obviously Halliburton looks really good and Look, I I mean, the Warriors, the timetable thing, if Wiseman is tradable for a guy like a star player like a Bradley Beal or something, they're going to move him. But at the same time, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he can play. So that that's the interesting part of the the future with the Warriors. Can he actually net them any, anything like a, a Bradley Beal? I'm not sure he can be the centerpiece of that trade mm. like that. But that's going to be another ESPN talking point. The 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 wizard, the Timberwolves pick and James Wiseman for who? Who does that get the Warriors in a trade? Yeah. For sure. So we're up to six, six yeah. correct? Okay, at six, I got the Phoenix Suns. So I got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. You know, you got Devin Booker, 24, Mikael Bridges, 
DeAndre Ayton, all of them under 25. Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, Campaign. Oh my God, I feel like I just blanked on. Did I? Who didn't I mention there? Oh, Jay Crowder. Sorry, oh, Jay Crowder. Jeez, Jay Crowder. Yeah, I love Jay Crowder. Oh yeah. God, I forgot him. Uh yeah. I, I love. We were talking about the team. This team before you had them on there. Uh, yeah, I'm really high on the Suns. Obviously, the the Chris Paul effect is completely real, and I know Paul's older. We don't know how how long he's going to be there, but they're 40 and 16, second in the West. They have their seventh in offensive rating, fifth in defensive rating, uh, and they've played a really hard schedule. It's not like their schedule has been a joke either. So I think they're legit, and the future is obviously bright. Devin Booker's one of their best is is their best player, and he's young. He's not even into his prime yet, really. He's only going to get better. So, and playing with Chris Paul, he really is going to get better. So, yeah, this is a team that should be high on your list. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really bullish on the Suns going forward. Love the Suns. I had a, for six, I had a team that we already mentioned. It's, and it's just for one reason. Um, we talked about how boring they can be, but I did put the Bucks here, you know, between Giannis and Middleton, um, they, they should be set. And, and of course, Drew Holiday, who is, is a really great uh, two-way player for sure, but we don't have to go too long on them. I'll go right into my top five pick. I think our, our top five should look fairly similar. I think it'll just be jockeying for position, which one we have higher than the other, but I went with the Clippers at five. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, plain and simple. Um, of course, they've got to be in your league. The reason they're a little bit lower for me is I don't know. Like we talked about Boston earlier, they're just being something a little off with them. Now, the Clippers are the best three point shooting team in the league, and um, I have no reason to believe that they won't hit their stride and mow over some playoff teams, but there is still something that just feels a little bit off to me about them. And I don't know whether it's the point guard position uh, that I'm not really sold on, or if it's some type of team chemistry issue that maybe I'm like reading too much into, but there's just something about them that I'm not sold on in, in terms of, of really competing for a championship. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to have them here. And, um, you know, this is Ty Lue's first year. So I'm interested to see how the playoffs shake out, but I, I have the Clippers at five here. Disagree. Okay. Don't, don't think you have to have them there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have them on the list at all. Whoa! Jim! <laughs> Jim! What? Whoa! It's, it's my league. I'm, I'm sick of the Clippers bullshit. Wow. I, I, God, I, I don't care about the Clippers. I don't care about this team. They're not going to win. Why are we acting like they're going to win? They're not going to win anything. They're not going to beat LeBron and AD. It's not going to happen. And I don't want to, Kawhi is not even going to be there long-term. Paul George, like once those guys leave, 
are they just going to, are they really going to retool? So this like, was the team. This was the team that when we were talking about offline, you were like, yeah, I just took them off. I don't really care about them. That was the team. Yeah, right? that was the team. Yeah, was that was the about. team. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. I was, I was like, I got to have the Raptors on here. Cause I love the Raptors. Yo, <laughs> the Raptors in the first. Oh my God. Chip, your fans are going to be at your door. You're denying your fans a chance to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, fuck. Come on. Haven't you seen enough of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Are people really clamoring to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard pull up from 20 feet? From 20 feet, mid-range. God. <laughs> the mid-range is dead. Get over it. Oh, man. Playoff P is, is in his <laughs> hotel room just, just shake, ringing, ringing his fists at you right now. Oh, God um wow that was that was a shocker i didn't see I, but i yeah, listen i love it i i love it i mean like i'll say i'll i'll agree with you on this i am also somewhat tired of this the clippers are this super super elite team because they're not and like i understand anyone that sees paul george and Kawhi leonard is gonna be like how can you say this but I, when I when I say elite, like I I feel like if you're going to say you're elite in the West, it has to be. Do they have a legitimate chance of beating the Lakers in a seven game series? And no. And I don't think the Clippers do. I think I think their roster says that they have a great chance to do that. I don't think the way they play together shows that. And here's the thing: we're going to talk about the Nuggets in a minute, and I know that you're going to say, oh, are you going to call the Nuggets elite? I am going to call them elite because I don't care that they got gentlemen swept. Chip, right? It was it was five games last year that they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I don't care. That team, this is not that team. And we talked to Harrison Wind about that. And you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go right into my number four pick right now. Um, I went with the Nuggets. And you can maybe even say that that's low for them. Because this team is very different than the team that played last year. Jokic is, a, is on a, a superhuman level that we, I don't want to say never seen, but he's playing unbelievable. Michael Porter Jr. is great. Fucking um, Aaron Gordon's great. It really sucks that Jamal Murray's out. Ah, fuck. You know, now that Jamal Murray's hurt. But obviously I want them in my league and, and he's going to be there next year. Um, but the Denver Nuggets are, are a great team. They're fun to watch. They're well-coached. They fucking – they develop players and they win at the same time. That's incredibly hard to do, and they do it at an elite level. And they're just – they're just – they're cool. They're cool and they're fun. There's nothing bad about them. Their front office is great. I want the I – wish, I wish the Knicks were the Denver Nuggets, all right? Like that's, that's, that's the team I love. I, I have a fucking man crush on. The Denver Nuggets are – are an amazing team in the NBA, and I wish every franchise wanted to be like them. You're saying so many weird Knicks things. You wish the Knicks were the Denver Nuggets. We're doing well, man. I, I wish I wish we had Joker. I do wish we had Joker. That would be awesome. Right. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I uh I forgot to say because I was so I wanted to get up my Clippers thing so bad. I forgot to say I had the Nets at five. I did forget to say whatever. We don't we don't need to waste any breath on the fucking nets. They have three Hall of Famers. You gotta have them in there. Of course. And I I also have the Nuggets at four, though. Oh for, okay. yeah. Right. For for everything you just said, I love watching Joker. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, you you gotta have him on there. Murray's Murray's same thing. And obviously I'm an 
I'm an Aaron Gordon guy. I do. I do love that. He's in that offense now and he's thriving in there. And Michael Porter jr. Holy shit. Yeah. He is. He's living up to that hype, man. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, playing with Jokic. Yeah. That unlocks everything. So who knows, but man, that, yeah, that team is fun to watch. I mean, any team that has Jokic on it is going to be fun. So you got to have them in there, but yeah, uh, I got Nets five, Nuggets four, and the Clippers are not in my top three because wow. I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want them. It's, I, it's my league, and I, I honestly, no, I didn't even seriously consider them. Yeah, I, uh, I have the Nets at three, and uh, I also agree with you. I won't waste too much breath on them. Uh, you have to have them in there. They're like a ridiculously dominant offensive team. Um, they annoy the shit out of me for a lot of reasons, but I still maintain what I said yesterday when we were on the podcast. I want the Knicks to play them, um, and I want to see them in a seven-game series. But I just think it's it's, it's an interesting co- uh, contrast of styles. But at number two, this is a team you also already mentioned. Uh, so my number one team will be pretty obvious, but um, I'm going with the 76ers here. And it's interesting, like, it's funny because I actually agree that their future, a point you made earlier about their future kind of being a little bit in question with Embiid's health and or if they stick with Ben Simmons long term. But I just have faith, and I know you're a big Daryl Morey guy, I just have faith that he's going to keep them relevant always until his time is done, until his time is done. He will do, he will move whatever he has to move heaven and earth in order to keep them a top three seed, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, they, they, they've got some good shooters, shooters there. So I, I think they'll, I think they'll be all right. I love, I like Daryl a lot, but he always managed to keep the Rockets relevant when he had one happy superstar. And the, the second that Harden got unhappy, he bolted. Right. So, so if he doesn't have Embiid, that that's a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. So actually, I we're are we both down to our number one pick, or you didn't go number? No, two? no, no. I I had uh, I was at three. I got the Lakers at three. Oh, I got, okay. I got LeBron at three. Oh no, no, no. no. Sorry, I got. Uh, oh no, I do. Yes, I do have the Lakers at three. Sorry, I yeah. got LeBron, AD. I mean, for obvious reasons, LeBron, AD the history of the Lakers. They're just, I mean, obviously any super league, you have to have the Lakers, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, uh, magic, Kareem, everybody. They, they won a trillion championships. You have to have them in there. And they're just, I mean, for all the hate, everybody gives LeBron James. He is the face of the league and he's still, even at his age, he is, super fun to watch like so fun to watch some of the things he does it's like oh my god so you gotta have him in there and anthony davis too is incredible so and oh i yeah you just gotta have the lakers in there yeah um and wait did you do your second team yeah that was oh okay okay my uh my second team was the warriors okay yeah just because i i again this list is like I said, my league, totally biased list. So <laughs> I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. So I put I put his team second. And I know his 
comments recently or like his may seem like his future is up in the air. And believe me, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that's the truth and that he's coming to the Knicks. Right. But right now he plays for the Warriors. So I have the Warriors up towards the top of the list for that reason. And I just, you know, Steph Curry plays for the Warriors. So um, as long as Steph Curry plays for the Warriors, they belong in a Super League. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I'm going to hit us off with my number one pick. You already talked about him, but I'd rather give you the floor for your number one pick because it's far more interesting to me. <laughs> but um, I do have the Lakers here. Um, you know, like you said, for all the hate they get, they're still, they're still basketball royalty, all of their history, magic, everything. Um, and LeBron until proven otherwise, until he, I think until he decides to step away, there's really nothing or no one thing that can get in his way. And I'm just going to throw this out there too. Just a really random small thing. I don't want to get into a big goat conversation because I do think those are generally just not worth time. But if LeBron James somehow figures out a way to get to the finals and defeat a Brooklyn Nets team with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, this this goat conversation needs to needs to change a little bit. It does. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying LeBron is the the one. If he does. But if he beats that team, people have to really start thinking about why he's not the greatest player of all time. I'm not if saying he that beats he is. A 73 win team and a team with three Hall of Famers. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> man. Like really, 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 really incredible, man. I, I just think if that happens, people got to start looking long and hard about their Jordan takes and about. Oh, you know, LeBron's lost more finals and whatever. Like you really, really have to start thinking like, could Jordan have beat teams like that? Because uh, in terms of his competition, he never came across anything like that. Never. No. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my number one team, the Lakers. Well, yeah. I mean, the league is obviously much more competitive now. There's me- so much more good players now. Right. But uh, that's the obvious thing there. But no, the my number one is the New York Knicks. Because like I said, it's a 100% bias list. So I'm putting my team number one. They are the number one team that I want in my Super League is the New York Knicks. And you boggled my mind, but still by the fact that you put them 11. 11th. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that. I want my team number one in the super league. I just, especially the fact that they're actually good. Now I shudder to even say that. I can't believe I'm saying that we have an all NBA player. We have a a young guy in RJ Barrett who looks like he could be an all-star type player, but we have a surefire all NBA player in Julius Randall. We have a real coach, a real front office. Absolutely. In preview, if David Fisdale were still the coach, if this were last year, I would be ashamed to put them at the top of the list. (laughs) But right now, I'm proud to put them there. Proud to put them right up there. And I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. And let's go get Zion in 2027, too, or (laughs) whenever that happens. Uh, Yeah, I got to put them there. Come on, man. 
I'm going to bring this full circle. The only way that the Knicks can be really competitive in your Super League is if you actually change the financial structure of the NBA and make it look more like Premier League soccer. You would have to do away with the salary cap. How about no, yeah, baseball, no salary cap. Right. That's what you would have to do. You would have to let Dolan flex his financial muscle and just say, listen, I can give you more money than good. everybody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm good for that. Let's do that. Let's do that. I listen, man, that's not a, you know, there's people who already think that should probably happen. So yeah, the players probably think that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, that was good though. Man, um, how much money would Luca make on his next contract? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. We thought that, um, who was the first, well, the first $200 million man was Conley, I think. And then Westbrook also did it. Who has the most expensive contract in the NBA right now? Uh, oh, is, is no it Gobert? Clue. Maybe it's Gobert. No, I think, yeah, it's Jan. It's Jan assigned the Supermax, right? Right, right. Or the most recent one. Or did Gobert sign after him? But no, Gobert, I honestly have no clue. Maybe they, they, they work all those incentives. Maybe they, didn't right. give him, uh, maybe they didn't give him the Supermax. I, I forget, to be honest. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, um, I, you know, before we, we kind of wrap up, there was one other topic I wanted to kind of hit on here. Uh, over the weekend, not even over the weekend, but, but last Friday, in, in what was really kind of a weird exchange, uh, Brian Windhorst and oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim Bontemps uh, on the Hoops Collective podcast. There's one other guy in there as well. I think McMahon, maybe Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon, yeah. Um, they got into a heated discussion about the MVP race. So apparently there was an MVP straw poll that was run back in December and, um, amongst media members, Nikola Jokic was picked to finish as the MVP. He had the most collective votes. However, uh, LeBron James had the most first place votes at this time. So, uh, the three guys were going back and forth about who they think should win. And essentially, long story short, Von Temps and McMahon kind of held LeBron's injury and Embiid's injuries against them a bit, which is totally within their right to do. And they felt that Jokic is, is the MVP. Um, and Windhorse felt otherwise. Windhorse is obviously a, uh, a LeBron guy. Um, and he said, quote unquote, that he was disappointed with his media brethren. Now the, the, the conversation got, you know, escalated substantially when Tim Bontemps, who just at least in, in appearance and in voice seems like this like country, like low key guy, he calls Windhorse a jackass, um, for his, his argument, because when Windhorse did seem like he was trying to d dismiss or dis diminish the other guys. So <clears throat> they're going back and forth for what was a pretty awkward exchange, but made for great uh, Twitter fo fodder on a, on a Friday afternoon. But um, Chip, I was going to ask you, what'd you think of the whole thing? And uh, I know you're a big Jokic guy. So I, I imagine you had some thoughts on this. Yeah. I mean, Windhorst tried to act, you know, cause it was Bontemps did like an updated poll. Right. And after LeBron's injury and after Embiid's injury, and it was 
Jokic has blown these guys out in the new straw poll thing and by a wide margin. And Windhorse went off with this whole thing about how uh, Embiid shouldn't be out of the running because he got hurt. And then he was making like snide little remarks. And it was clearly about how LeBron should still be involved. And everyone was killing him because every, like you said, he's a LeBron guy. And then he made some snide remarks about Jokic. And uh, like he, at one point he said, like, uh, uh, I would argue that Jokic does only plays one end of the floor as like a, I take a took a little personal shot or professional shot at Jokic, whatever, and it was it was it was weird. Like was the the weird. thing I'm uh, I'm disappointed or whatever he said in my media brethren. That was a yeah. weird fucking thing to say. Like, because the that he kept saying Jokic was a deserving MVP, and yeah. that kept arguing against him right. winning MVP. Right, because yeah. his entire argument seemed to be like that i don't know that Jokic maybe didn't deserve to win by that much or something but who gives a shit how much he wins by right like i don't know it, it was weird like he i guess he thought that people were taking injuries into account too much but and i think what bontemps and mcmahon were saying too and they were right was Jokic has played like almost every single game i think he missed yeah. one game which should factor in to the, the fact that, you know, LeBron finally got hurt. Embiid, again, missed double-digit games. That should matter. Jokic has been on the court pretty much every single night for his team. That should factor into the MVP discussion. I don't know what happened tonight, but when we were recording last night and I was looking at the stats, he was second in the entire NBA in total minutes behind Julius Randle. That should matter in the MVP discussion. He's played that many minutes. Remember when we used to kill him for his conditioning? Yeah, but you can't kill him for that anymore. He's always out there, so I think that should matter. And I, I, I don't know what Windhorse's deal was, other than he's a like you said, he's a LeBron guy. So, I mean, um, you know, there's there's still season left, right? But I mean, uh, think about now the Nuggets situation with Jamal Murray out due to injury. Yeah, his numbers, his scoring numbers are going to go even further up. Right. Like, and it's just this team. I don't know. I feel like we always get caught up in the MVP discussion and, and there's always those, oh, well, if we did it the right way, you know, Jordan would have had all of them. And, and, you know, it's almost like you give one guy, you throw him a bone because it's like, well, Jordan can't be MVP every year. And, and a lot of people started to feel that way about LeBron, but to your point, the league is better in terms of talent. Like there's a lot of great players. Like there's a reason that Harden and Giannis um, guys like that are in the running and, and Jokic has really stepped it up considerably. Uh, and he's on a great team and he is the reason that they're great. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely think he's the MVP candidate right now. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough when you see media members because then there were people on the jump afterwards, kind of like trying to disqualify Jokic. I don't know if they were trying to have Wendy's back or because he's always a, a pundit that goes on there and whatnot. But it's just you know these. What were they saying? Kind of, I didn't even see that. Well, I think I forget what it was, but um, I maybe the defense came up, but I, I forget whether it was Rachel or someone else. But I, I think they were they were trying to kind of like talk down his candidacy. Um, but 
listen, uh, Jokic is definitely the MVP in my eyes. Um, you know, for whatever this this little outburst that they had, I guess it it was it certainly got them some publicity. But I think if they all if all three of those guys sat in a room again and had to have this conversation, I think Windhorse would have to seriously look at his arguments and really think about like, am I just being a massive LeBron Homer right now? Because that's kind of what it feels like. I think he's been covering LeBron so long, probably that he doesn't even see it that way though. Right. Right. Like just LeBron is his career. He's, he's, his career is tied so much to LeBron that he's probably just doesn't see it that way. You know? Yeah. I think that's fair too. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's another part of it too. Like it's not so much that he may feel like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So like he whatever, should, yeah. whatever, whatever chance I have, I've got to, you know, have this dude's back, um, which is whatever. But I mean, you know, Jokic should definitely win uh, unless there is some drastic change within the last, what do we have left here? Like 15 games or so, maybe less than that. Um, I think so. I think he should. I, I think I had just pulled up. Uh, you know, the numbers are, are insane, but, you know, just to go over them real quick. So, yeah, 56 games, 26 points a night, 11 rebounds, 8.8 assists, 56 shooting from the field, 42 from three, 85 from the free throw line. It's it's just – it's a joke. It's, it's an absolute joke what he's doing. 56 games. So he's played in every single one of their games then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. And even think about it this way too, right? Like I, I mean, I like the way Aaron Gordon plays and I think they fit well together, but you could have made an argument when he came onto the team, like, Oh, how is that going to affect Jokic a little bit? Um, But he's just so good and so smart that he can kind of adapt his game to whoever. It's not like he has to play one certain way to affect the game. He can do it from multiple areas of the court and with multiple teammates um, and that's probably why if you're a free agent or you're somebody else in the NBA, like you want to play with this guy because he makes you better. Yeah, I agree. Guys are going to change the way they play when they go around guys like Jokic now. Yeah. He's one of those guys now. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's very fair to mm-hmm. say. Um, well, I think, uh, Chip, what do you think? Is there anything else that we, we want to hit on before we wrap up? No, I think I I sufficiently surprised you with the the Clippers take. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you know, I, I have the Trailblazers off, so that was a pretty big one. Especially I'm a huge Dame fan too, but uh, I was surprised that you yeah. left them off. I really was. I think that's that's fair for sure. Um yeah, I think uh, I think that would Is be- there anyone else that we left off? There Maybe that one team. Let me look at my list real quick. Who did I? Who did I? No, it was the Trailblazers that I that I cut off at the end. Um, I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, nah. you know who we both left off? The Miami Heat. Well, okay, so yeah, I I I took them off because I just don't love. Listen, I fucking love Bam out of bio. Like, I'm not. This isn't going to be a slight towards Bam. I just don't love their youth going forward. 
And now you hear reports. I saw something that the Heat are concerned about Tyler Hero's celebrity. Is uh, Tyler Hero a celebrity? I I don't know. Jack Harlow wrote a song about him. But the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. No, he's a, he's a rapper. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it, I don't know. I don't I don't love their their youth going forward. But I fucking love Jimmy Butler. So it was hard to leave them off. But I just. I just thought about star power and, and I don't know that they, I love their team and I love them in a playoffs series, but uh, I just didn't, I didn't have them in here. Maybe it is a little disrespectful because they're kind of NBA royalty with, with the LeBron dynasty that they had there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm fine with my list. I like my list. Yeah. I thought about adding them on the, the NBA royalty path with the, Spurs and Raptors and I was like you know what no I don't want to do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I, I don't I don't like them I really don't like them and I don't want to do it so I I left them off yeah that's fair yeah well I think that is going to do it for us tonight another episode of HAA in the books we are closing in on episode 100 uh something fun is going to happen for that we don't know what it'll be I'll have another episode coming to you guys uh, recording on Wednesday, most likely out by Thursday or Friday. Um, From Chip and I, we hope everybody that is listening is staying safe and we will talk to you.